I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Today on the show, we have Steve Chua, who's an executive life coach who's amazing at helping leaders find their identity and purpose, not only in the work setting, but also, more importantly, in balancing the challenge of their personal lives with their work life, which is so huge in the Christian space. So many Christians don't have a good work-life balance, and so many people in general don't. And so the fact that Steve jumps right in and also is a master teacher on identity, he's also a pastor in Claremont, which is here in California, and I'm so excited to talk to Steve. He's had so many different roles throughout his life, but this is one of my favorite that he's played because I've had friends who've been deeply impacted by him. He hears from God powerfully, and he's going to take us on the journey of how he got into executive life coaching as well as how he got into pastoring Claremont because he's from uh, Asia, Hong Kong. So it's really exciting to hear from Steve. Before we get there, I want to remind you that we do have our mentoring platform. Yes, Translating God platform. So if you need someone to process your prophetic journey with you, myself and a team of online coaches are going to process your prophetic journey. I want to encourage you to join our monthly platform. It's actually weekly. It comes out once a week, uh, five videos a week to help you. You're going to love them. There's mentoring, there's training, there's questions and answers. You get asked questions. I mentor people online through the platform who set up appointments with me and we videotape those and send them out to all of our members. You guys, if you need someone to help you interpret, help you to apply, help you to understand what to do with your revelation, you need to join our platform. You're going to love it. So let's get right into the interview with Steve Chua. Oh, I'm so excited to be joined by my friend Steve Chua. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sean. It's a privilege to be with you. Oh, it's so good to be with you. And I think you and I have transitioned in a lot of ways at the same time from some of the stuff we were doing before to whole new careers, basically. And uh, you were always doing a thread of this all along, but you were a senior pastor and then you went into consulting and you had this radical shift in how you were training people, um, both in the marketplace, but pretty much anywhere, and identity and who they are, but also helping to people to discern what God's doing in their life. So you, you're kind of like an undercover prophet, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I find myself in the most bizarre places in the marketplace with, with highly influential people who are doing a lot of things in world economies. And, and I find myself just being able to uh, just be a secret kingdom spy, if you like, and just bring the word that the Lord has to these people, just to, even if they don't know him, it's really fun actually to see uh, God at work in people who have no uh, understanding of the presence of God, yet they actually hear his voice. That's Absolutely. Been, uh, that's been one of the most fun things. And that's, I think a lot of people who just might have heard that were like, wait, what? But you've done that. Like in one of the companies that we've both been a consultant to at times, um, the chairman said, you know, Steve has an unusual gift to help people to hear from God who don't even know God. And that's like such a great picture. Like where God is speaking to everybody all the time, but it's only Christians who actually have a relationship to the information he's giving that's ongoing and long-term. But God never stopped a conversation with us until, unless we go to hell, unless we don't choose him, we die. But a lot of people who, you know, think about God, they think only Christians hear from God and only select Christians. But you're, I love how you just operate because you, again, it goes back into identity, the framework of we are God's children, and, and you've done such a good job of laying out what that looks like in a marketplace, which is rare. So how did this start for you? Well, I, I think uh, 
hearing God's voice really started way back. I remember I was uh, just started in ministry in, back in about 1991, and I was desperately trying to hear the voice of God and say, God, are you real? And I remember going up to this prayer tower and having a, this conversation, and I started asking God questions. And halfway through, I realized that every time I asked a question, I was getting a reply in my head. Oh, wow. And, and I thought, hold on a second, is this God? And, um, and all of a sudden, I started realizing it was very simple. I was trying to, I think I was waiting for these big dramatic moments when it was so very, very natural and so intimate. And, uh, and I had no way of really understanding that until I bumped into Graham Cook in about 1992. Uh, and I found myself at a, in a little beach town in the north of England. And there were about 30 people in this room. And, and I was asked to just kind of investigate this guy who called himself a prophet. Uh, because he had given the ministry I was working for a, a major word, which we really weren't at that time really familiar with, and uh, and then Graham called myself and my my beautiful wife Barbara out, and and we were like twenty three, twenty four years old, and he prophesied, and it's literally eight pages typed. Wow. Um, and I know Graham doesn't do a lot of that anymore, and I, so I feel that very honoured. But uh, it literally has unfolded over twenty five years. It's wow. almost like a, a little map, a road map, and, and at different times it's been an anchor. Even being here in the United States um, and the things that we were doing in the United States and the people that we're ministering to was prophesied all the way back in 1992. And so when we came out here, we just said, we're in the right place. We're in the right moment. God knew that back then, and he's confirming it right now. It's, uh, so I love the prophetic. Yeah, I mean, what a... What a directional journey, but even the fact that you grabbed hold of that and you and you took it to the bank, so to speak, you know, and went after it. Well, kind of fast forward because now with sure. what you're doing and some of the things that God's shown you, what give me some highlight reel of how God's using you, spoken through you, spoken through others because you believed in them. Kind of walk me through some of those stories. Well, I think, like I said earlier, I think the fun thing right now for me is just allowing the prophetic work to work in the everyday part of the marketplace and the business realm. And, uh, and so I'm now an executive life and leadership coach to a number of uh, executive leaders and C-suite uh, people. And they, uh, as much as they're very good at what they do in the business realm, they are internally just as confused or broken or, um, or hurting as many other people are. And and so to be able to allow them to get rid of all that negativity of the voices that they hear, yes, the judgment, totally. the condemnation, because in one sense, those are what I call the, the, the things that keep the frequency cluttered. You know, it's like the static in the, in the airwaves. And so by allowing them to get in connection with their own identity, their own value, their worth, their significance, to get rid of those um, negative uh, tapes or... Uh, narratives underlying them, but then beginning to help them hear a, a voice is really interesting. I was just with a client a few months ago, and he was about to have a major order, and he started panicking. He called me up, and he said, I'm having a panic attack, and I said, everything's good. He said, I don't know, and I don't know, and I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. Just write down on a piece of paper all the negative voices that you're having, and I want you to simply just to say, I'm, 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 Breaking that voice, okay? And this is a non-Christian, okay? So he doesn't uh, know Jesus. And he started writing all the names. And he tore up this piece of paper and said, I'm not taking it. And then he said to me, Steve, the strangest thing happened. 
I heard a still small voice mm. and it told me what I was supposed to do. And I applied it and I be, listened to everything you told me to do and that voice and it worked and everything was great. And he said, if I could right now, could I give you a hug? <laughs> right? oh. and, and it's just so amazing to see the fact, I really truly believe that God loves everyone. And if he loves us and he's obsessed with each one of us, there's nothing more than he loves to be speaking to us all the time. And I, I really believe that with a number of my clients, uh, I don't let them know that I'm a pastor. I don't let them know necessarily that I come from a, a spiritual background, even though I'm open about my faith. Um, and uh, after a while, they'll start saying, Steve, we've Googled you and we just realized you're a pastor. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what's going to come now? And they say, well, how do I connect to God? Wow. And so really by seeding the ability to let people begin to hear the voice of God, to receive his kindness, his goodness, it really opens them up. And by the time things happen, their, their, their hearts are just ready to receive the fullness of the love of God and the grace into their lives. That's so beautiful. I think, um, you know, there's probably some people who are leadership level people who are thinking, I'm going to give away this kind of, you know, passion that I have and, and help people, not only the church world, but the real world. Talk about that transition some, because was it very natural for you? Was it just supernaturally happened? It was, it was very difficult. I mean, I, I, from 91 to 2012, I'd basically been within church ministry. So all, I, I learned church language, church, um, church theology, everything was there. I never thought I'd move out of that place. And then in uh, 2012, I was at a prophetic conference, and it was interesting. From 1992, with Graham Cook's a word that I mentioned earlier, to 2012, I actually had never received another prophetic word from a major prophet. Oh, my gosh. Even though I've been to all those 20 years. And then in this one day in January 2012, I actually got called out four times in one day. <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew something was about to shift. And one of them was Bishop Bohannon, and he started prophesying. He said, you don't know whether to be a businessman or whether to be a preacher. And he started prophesying miracles in the marketplace. And I was thought he was so off. I really thought he was a false prophet because that was not anything I was expecting. But then, the, then he says, by the end of June, you're going to be released. And at that time, I had no clue what happened. But by the end of June, um, I had a parting of ways with the ministry that I was working for. Mm. And the first things the Lord brought me to were these seminars on identity that I, that I do to 18 marketplace people in, um, in Hong Kong. And God just literally showed up. Uh, to these business people. One of them was one of the top fashion designers uh, in Hong Kong, and he had huge identity issues, and and just God spoke to him prophetically in a ministry session that we did with him, and his life got turned around, and it just kind of had this, if you like, this domino effect and just opened doors, and within a few months, I was with billionaires and millionaires and finding myself prophesying into those situations, really not knowing what I was doing, and the Lord then said to me, I was going to send you into the marketplace in a five-year experiment. Okay, I was going to be his guinea pig. And I realized that I had to change my language, change the way I saw people. I had a whole uh, mindset shift in regards to what the Holy Spirit could do. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is how to actually share kingdom things without making it sound religious. I yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Sean. Because it does I believe for sure. that. Because I feel that our religious language actually is a barrier to the world. 
uh, they, they, they say, what are you talking about? I don't get this. So I don't necessarily use the prophetic, but if I get a word of knowledge, if I um, am I'm getting a, a major revelation for a person, I'll just simply stop them and say, hey, do you mind if I share some insight with you? And they'll go, oh, that would be great. And I said, and then I said, well, your life is a bit like this picture. And then I'd share the prophetic picture, and then I'd just begin to give the wisdom and the interpretation to it. And their jaws would drop. Okay? Wow. And they go, oh my gosh, how did you know all of this? Wow. And the moment you allow the prophetic to do it, they feel that you see them. Well, really, it's God who sees them. And you understand them while God understands everything about them. And, and so as a result, their hearts are open, and they just want to receive, and they can't get enough of it. Because so many people in the world... They've built their ivory towers, and they feel that nobody sees them or really knows them except for what they do. But the reality is that God sees people for who they are and what he put in them, not just the success of their business or whatever, but the, the, their real, the tenderness of their own heart. And, yeah. and my goal is to, to see the heart, not just the expression of their success. <laughs> so good. I think uh, this is probably a paradigm shift for some people who are listening to think, wow, either there's people out there like that or this is something that I'd have a passion to do or just, um, you know, seeing you as a pastor and having the impact in a transformational way outside of just the normal traditional church model or mindset, which I think is so valuable. And thank you. Just thank you for sharing that. It's so profound. I do want to go into um, some of the transition that you've had. Like you left, you know, from Hong Kong to Canada to California. Like how, how did you end up in California? And tell us about what you guys are building and what you're doing. Okay, so um, I had been the assistant director of an inner healing and deliverance father-heart ministry called Singing Waters, uh, which was based just north of Toronto. They're always called uh, Water something. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, sing this was Singing Waters. That's and awesome. And it took me all over the world training inner healing and deliverance teams and speaking seminars on identity. And then at the height of the ministry, I remember I took a day apart um, about 2007, and the Lord said, Things are about to change. And he said, I, uh, it's time to leave. And I said, Lord, I, I like my life right now. I'm traveling the world. I'm doing seminars. Things are being so effective. Things are just taking off here. And he said to me, Steve, you can have, uh, you can have all of those things. And if that's what you want, I'll bless you. And I said, thank you. But then he said this, but would you rather have me? And I was like, oh, I wish you hadn't wow. said that. <laughs> okay. Because everything inside of me is I've always wanted him more than anything else. And and so he said, it's time to move on. And I worked out a six-month transition. It wasn't easy. And as I transitioned out, um, as I mentioned, Graham Cook is a significant figure to me. And I had a dream. And in the dream, Graham came to me and he pointed his finger and he said, your future's on Route 66. And I have no clue. I had no clue what what Route 66 was. I was in Toronto, and uh, so I had to look it up and found it was actually a really long road, uh, which started in, I think, Chicago, ends up in Santa Monica or something, and um, in California. And, and so I didn't understand that. But the other thing the Lord said to me, I was to do nothing for nine months. Wow. And that was really hard because I had been so active in ministry, and I actually discovered what it was like during that period to do things in your own gifting. And to realize you're very anointed, you can do anything and make lots of things happen. But when you leave it, everything falls apart. And I realized that's not lasting fruit. So one that, that nine months was very, very important to me. And at the end of that nine months, I had a vision of a net being spread over Southern California. And the Lord said, I'm going to send you and your family out there. 
um, and I need you to go and strengthen the net because I'm about to do something unprecedented in that region. And I need you to strengthen the churches and strengthen the net because they're not ready yet. And I said, Lord, I, I just don't know uh, how, what that means. How do I? I don't know anybody out there. He says, don't worry. And then in the next 10 days, I get five job offers and three of them in L.A. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so that's what brought us to Los Angeles. We, we, I had a vision of this net, and I just know in my heart that God is up to something major and that my assignment is just simply however I can strengthen the net, bring the body of Christ together for kingdom purpose. That's kind of what drives me to California. And so uh, more recently, we planted a church. We're about seven years old in Claremont, California. And our heart simply is to, it's called Life is One, is to bring everything together under one head uh, and be one body together doing the purposes of the kingdom to the ultimately for the discipling of nations. Wow. And so, um, so it's really fun because listening to the voice of God is, is critical within our, in our, in our, uh, our body of people. But more recently, we've been uh, working with Dr. Ed Silvoso as well. And so we've been uh, forming something called the Ecclesia message, which is taking groups, small groups of people and impacting the marketplace, not outside the four walls of our church. And so, for example, we've taken prophetically gone into the local continuation school in our city and just allowed God to do incredible things to change the atmosphere and to see um, these students transformed and so forth. So it's exciting to be part of the kingdom. And the prophetic is just an important, very, very important part of that because it, if you like, shows us the areas and highlights the areas there where we're to go. And what we're to do is because in the past we would have ideas that we think are good ideas, but if the Lord hasn't spoken about them, uh, then let's not do it. And yeah. I think those nine months just being quiet alone with the Lord showed me that all I want to do right now is to live a prophetic lifestyle that I'll only do what the Father tells me to do. So even with the church, we haven't built the regular programs that churches do. We just simply say, whatever the Father says, we'll do. If he doesn't say it, let's just not do it, even though everybody else is doing it. Does that make sense? Totally. And sometimes that's, sometimes that's hard, you know, uh, because you want to belong. But I think that, but at the same time, it's given us a real concentration in regards to what God has called us to do in our region. Yeah. And I think you and your wife, obviously you partner, Barbara, you guys are, she's, um, she's the acting pastor basically at the church right now, even though you're a pastor, she's like the senior lead because you're leading in this other area. Is that, is that correct? How I define that? Well, we, we, yeah, we're both joint senior leaders, but she takes a major role. And that's something else that we're very strong, believing that God is releasing women in these days to take their their, their position and platform in the body of Christ. And uh, I'm, I'm super thrilled to see how my wife is doing that. That's so awesome. I love that you're a releaser of women and you have, of course, your daughter as well, uh, or your daughters as well. You just have like, you have a, a big family. And this is, there's something about the way you're living your life. And I love that your core message that I was introduced to in the beginning was identity. And I remember getting your first manual and just going, Steve has some stuff that he's worked out because most people who develop healthy identity don't have curriculum for others. <laughs> it's a school, school of hard knocks. It's a school of, it's a very alone process a lot of times, or maybe with a therapist or a mentor discipler, that kind of thing. But you really have worked something out. How did you get into that? How did that become your theme? Oh, it was, it was probably, uh, my story is that for probably 35 years of my life, I didn't know that my dad loved me. 
even though he was a good dad. Wow. And I realized that a lot of identity to me is really about your value, your worth, and significance. And yeah. if you don't know your value, you'll spend your destiny looking for it. Yeah. Okay. And so I often say, if you know your value, you add value. If you don't know your value, you're looking for value everywhere else. Okay. So it's so rather than living from a place of love, you're looking for a place to be loved. And uh, and it really does a number on your destiny because it, if you're looking to be loved, then everything becomes about you. Yes. Whereas if you if you know that you're loved, then it's always about giving out and it's about everybody else around you and what how you can make everybody else better, you know. And so um, I remember because I started in the inner healing and deliverance ministry since '91, and I had Sean the top. I can mention all these top inner healing deliverance people. I had ministry from all of them, and I thought I was pretty sorted. And then in 2001, I remember I was uh, in a staff meeting in Canada, and one of my worship leaders said, "I have a prophetic song to sing over you. Can I do that?" And I said, "Sure." And she sang. You're going to see your dreams come true. Don't you know mm. the Father? He believes in you. Mm. And it triggered my father issue. <laughs> and, and literally something inside of me just shouted, no, he doesn't. And I started wow. literally hitting myself. Okay. And I just started saying, I hate myself. I hate myself. Now, this is in front of 30 members of my team. I'm the assistant director. And they're looking at me. I have a new PA. It's his first day at work. And he's staring at me and saying, you're going to be my boss. right? And wow. it was one of those moments where I became undone. And I realized that as much as you can forgive people, do repentance, have your soul ties cut, deal with your generational issues, have demons cast out, if you don't actually change the way you see yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to, to allow how he sees you, how the Father sees you, you'll just keep recycling your demons. Oh, and so you'll just true. keep getting more and more ministry. And so the Lord took, a, he actually, as a result, the whole team started falling apart after that. When the Lord did this supernatural thing about helping us understand why identity is so important, what the, and how he just loves to speak into identity. That's why listening to the voice of God is so important because he's constantly, constantly telling you how beautiful, how amazing, how awesome you are the question is whether you believe it because often the agreements of our experiences or our upbringings tell us that we're not good enough or or we're a failure or i'm disqualified or no matter how hard i try i'll never amount to anything and and the fun thing for me over the last i don't know 15 years or though is helping people discover and actually love themselves you know and actually see oh my gosh i'm actually something that is actually awesome and great and God created me to release that on the earth. And that's how his glory gets displayed. And, uh, and so when people come into alignment with that, and, and now as a coach, to be able to help people not just uh, have the encounter, but coach them through it, mm -hmm. it's really fun because you start seeing really amazing uh, acceleration in regards to fruit and, and destiny. That's so awesome. Well, I mean, I can't believe our time went by this fast. I'm just so enjoying your perspective. And I think... Just who you are. I'm just so grateful that you exist. I'm so grateful that you are you. And uh, yeah. how do people get a hold of you, Steve? Well, if if uh, there's two ways. If they're looking for executive coaching, you can get me at stevechuaintl.com. Um, or if you want my identity resources, you can get me at you can get that at stevechua.net. Um, and those are the ways you can download some of the materials. Get the workbook actually. I'm on the last paragraph of the actual identity book that I'm writing right now, so I'm hoping to have that out by the end. Yes, of the 
That's yes, awesome. I know, finally. Um, and so uh, it's, it's, and if people are interested in coming to Claremont, just look up Life is One and uh, come to our little fellowship. It's not huge, but we are, I like to say, we're a concentrated, powerful bunch of people who love Jesus. Absolutely. Like love so, uh, and to be able to be, do anything in Claremont and survive for seven years as a church. <laughs> if people yeah, don't know, it's, it's one of the most hard places to it, plant a church because there's four it, major it's colleges. Probably, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's regarded as the most one of the most liberal towns in America. And you guys are and, killing uh, it. And it's it's been fun just seeing God do little things and, and just like I said, I, I like being that secret agent just going to different places and seeing God bring transformation. It's fantastic. Well thanks for being on today, Steve. Thanks for all you do. So appreciate you. Well, we really appreciate for having me, Sean. Thank you for everything you do as well, just making God's voice so tangible to the people out there. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back next week. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? And I love this question, and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things, but the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time, especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Transiting God Mentoring Platform, and this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's going to answer your questions, and you will have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't want to miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly, you're going to get all these videos every week into your mailbox. And I know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with. Come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles. 